What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stu. We got plenty to talk about on today's show. We'll be talking about the new Batman trailer. The Bat and the Cat is the name of the trailer. It's the second official trailer from the Batman, third official uh, teaser slash trailer overall for this film. So we'll give you guys our thoughts on the latest footage we got to see. We'll also be talking about Charles Murphy's recent uh, a recent scoop he has regarding Marvel's attempts at trying to cast a Ghost Rider uh, actor. So we know that Kevin Feige has been released. The rumor has been that he's been very much hands on trying to get a Ghost Rider project off the ground, and apparently they may be closing in on a writer on a, on an actor. There's been some rumors as to who that actor may be, so we'll uh, discuss those as well. And Spider-Man No Way Home just proves to be a juggernaut at the box office, crossing a billion dollars worldwide. We'll talk about what that means as well in this show. So it should be a great show. It's our closing out 2021 podcast uh, for the Hero Talk side. So really excited to do this show. Joining me is my co-host, Shamari Stewart. And as we close out 2021, of course, Sham, we always got to look ahead to 2022. And what I thought was fascinating was Fandango did a poll amongst about 6,000 moviegoers asking them a simple question. What are their most anticipated movies for 2022? If you had one guess, Sam, what would be your guess as would be the number one movie that people are looking forward to in 2022? I mean, I'm biased. Uh, Batman. <laughs> the Batman. Okay, so Shamar is going with the Batman. Kendall joins us on the podcast as well. Kendall, I'll ask the same question to you. What would you say? First of all, do you, have you heard this story? I know Shamari did not because we talked about it a little briefly before the show. But if you have not heard this story, do you have a guess as to what the top anticipated? Uh, did I hear the story? I don't know if I heard who was number one. I heard, I know this was a thing. Uh, was it Black Panther? That is correct. Kendall was correct, so maybe he he, he may he may have been spoiled. I, I so what I heard is funny because the, the thing that I heard was that six thousand people picked Black Panther. I didn't know if that meant no, that's not in, accurate. Headline <laughs> doesn't tell me anything. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, that's not that's not actually accurate. They poll six thousand people. Six thousand people. Okay. Choose Black okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense now. Yeah. So the headline. Maybe I read the headline wrong, but that could have been possible. Yeah. yeah. So Fandango did this poll, and six thousand people picked Black. Oh, excuse me. Out of this poll. Black Panther Wakanda Forever ranked number one on this poll. I'll read you guys the rest of this list. So Black Panther number one, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was number two, The Batman number three, Thor Love and Thunder was four, Jurassic World was five, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Badness was six, Avatar 2 was seven, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom were was eight, the Top Gun Maverick was nine, and Mission Impossible was ten. Sham, when you hear that list, what jumps out at you first? Uh, the first thing that jumps out at me is probably Spider Verse being number two. Interesting. Um, yeah, I so said I'd say that's probably a shock. That's probably a, sh- a shock to me. That's not to say that you know Spider Verse wasn't popular or anything like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have quite known it was that popular that it would be ahead of Batman. So, yeah. I mean, I know Spider-Man is an immensely popular character, so I'm not saying it's, like, impossible or anything like that. But, I mean, hey, it was a great movie, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, to me, it's a pleasant surprise. I mean, I'm sure the second one will be good, so that means it must be must, must have garnered a lot of attention. 
So, um, and for what is yeah, worth, to me, Sham, I think that's probably yeah. that sticks out to me. And what is for what is worth, Sham? The uh, this poll was taken on uh, December sixteenth, so that's before we saw Spider Man No Way Home. Not to say that there's some obvious uh, after we saw the trailer, but before we saw right. It is after we saw the trailer, which is true, but 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 um, but not since we saw the movie. So. Maybe you get a bump from the trailer, but there is no bump from people actually seeing this movie that's very highly regarded amongst most Spider-Man fans, and then this got buoyed up to number two. So this is still before the movie came out. You know, Kendall, I don't know how you felt, but to me, I was, one, I think that, you know, again, this notion of superhero fatigue seems uh, like nonsense, because you know, I see one, two, three, four, five, six of the top ten most anticipated movies are superhero movies, so... I mean, I don't know. That says a great deal in terms of people still having an appetite for this. And I think and then it kind of goes back to that point I always talk about where we kind of have to separate. I know we do a lot of separating of superhero fans and regular fans, but we got to start to understand, too, that for a lot of these people, these are just movie fans at this point. Like, superhero movies are the most popular movies. So we can't, you know, it's almost like hip hop. You know, we call hip hop fans. It's like, well, that, and, and we separate it from pop music. Well, hip hop is pop music at this point because it's the most popular right. genre, you know. So, so sometimes I gotta kind of have to keep that in perspective, but I see you know superhero movies still being very popular amongst the box office, and obviously Spider Man's uh, dominant performance at the box office the last two weeks certainly attests to that. But then also, I gotta be honest, man. If I was DC, I'd feel really concerned that this movie, The Batman, is behind two other movies. One is a cartoon, and that. Uh, out of this top ten, you know their their movie Aquaman is last. You know that 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 can't be that can't be good. <laughs> you know I don't want to make a mountain out of molehill, but I, I look at that and I'm like that's that's that can't be ideal for them. Yeah, and where's uh was Black Adam on the list or they just wasn't there? Black Adam was not on the list. They did not make the top ten. Interesting, because that's another one that's coming out next year for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has a rock. Uh, yeah, I mean, on the DC, on the DC side of things, well, first of all, I mean, look, my biggest takeaway is, uh, the top two movies are the two movies with, with black superheroes, uh, facts, shout, out, facts. shout out to those, uh, maybe DC made a, made a static shock movie in theaters. Maybe that would be number three or number two, but <laughs> another conversation, but, um, but yeah, I mean, other than that. To me, I, the thing that sticks that sticks out to me is, uh, I feel like honestly, Marvel. Where was Doctor Strange? Like five, six? six. It was six. Yeah, to me, that's that that tells me that people don't really know about. Like we know what Doctor Strange right. is going to be about, and we know that's going to be crazy, but I don't think the the masses really know. Which is good. In, on the one hand, it's good for Marvel because like people are going to be shocked. Probably when they see the movie, but on the one hand, if you're trying to make money, I don't know right now if that's that's you know if it's tracking like some crazy mega billion dollar movie. And I think that that is a strange is a strange world that they're in right now with that movie because it seems like that may be the biggest movie that they have right twenty twenty two just from what they're trying to accomplish it it would seem. But uh, you know it's below it's below Jurassic yeah. World. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to, yeah, exactly. It's supposed to have the largest scale, we would think. So, yeah, that being six, you know, and that, and I think to be honest, it could be a little bit of a of a um, it could be a bit of a 
of a what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a victim, I guess that's not the word, but um, of the fact that you know the Spider-Man pr- promotion was just so intense that you couldn't right. even begin doing anything, and that Doctor Strange was in this Spider-Man movie and. Some of the stuff that happens in Spider-Man movie, like directly links to this next film, you kind of can't even do promotion for that film until people actually see uh, the Spider-Man movie. And in some ways, you know, they started that promotion like immediately as <laughs> that movie literally was out. You know what I'm saying? Like the the trailer right. came out just days later. So that you know, it could be a, a prisoner, maybe, or that's a better word, a prisoner of that. You know, that aspect that you can't really promote the movie. So. Uh, but at the same time, they've done zero promotion for Thor, and Thor, <laughs> Thor, Love Thunder was high above it, you know. Yeah. You no, know, of course, now Thor is a more popular character than Doctor Strange, so so that yeah. probably makes a little bit more sense. Um, but of course, you know, I think you know, one of the major stories, of course, still is that you know Black Panther's number one. It just speaks to again what what a cultural phenomenon the first movie was, and it does leave me curious about you know this the another promotional campaign that has been much maligned you wonder how effective it has been to do it the way they have you know they, they of course made an announcement about not recasting chadwick they've said nothing about who actually is the black panther or even how they're going to handle uh chadwick's exit you know from the project and it has not stopped anybody from being super anticipated about it clearly at least in this poll according to this poll so that is an interesting move from my standpoint i don't think it I think if they had decided they were going to announce a new T'Challa and that if they had decided, hey, this is our plan for how we're going to figure this out post Chadwick's passing, I think they would still be number one. But I think considering that it is number one without it is noteworthy to me. I, that was, I was surprised. I would have assumed this would have been the Batman, which is why I think for DC, a little bit of a gut punch. You know, They've done a great deal. They had virtually no movies come out in 2021. They've done a great deal to push the Batman, including in 2021. And Marvel's done zero. They've been trying to, again, as I've said, almost looks like they're trying to cover up whatever's going on on the Black Panther script, on the on the Black Panther uh, set right now. Um, and the Batman's been trying to push everything they can to get people to see what they're doing with this project. And somehow this came in at number three. That's that's surprising. I wouldn't. I don't feel. I don't feel like that's the feeling you see on social media. That's why polls are important because social media just it doesn't tell you the whole story. It just doesn't. So, yeah, whatever is resonating on social media where Batman clearly is, is more talked about because we just know more about it is not resonating with just I guess Fandango probably I assume just went to average moviegoer and said what do you want to see who may not yeah. be living on social media. I do need to see a bigger a bigger polling sample than six thousand. Uh, I would I wish it was like I think yeah. six thousand is kind of like a. I think for I mean I'm not a pollster. I mean honestly, a lot of polls don't even sample quite that many. people. Yeah, they don't even sample that many people. Like yeah, six thousand is actually a pretty big sample. Yeah, polls and surveys they usually they don't yeah. they don't do like hundreds of thousands of people or nothing like that. Which, they, you know, and, like, and if you go into the political if you go into the political world, they maybe you know I know there's been a question about is polling effective nowadays given some of the election results we've seen over the past four or five years. So maybe there needs to be a change. Maybe they should be polling more people. But typically, from a poll, from, from what pollsters normally do, the, the, the whole thing is not to poll that many people. It's to try to get a representative number of the demographics that vote, essentially. And right. for this, I would assume Fandango, considering that they 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 push they put their actual a little bit of their their uh, their mechanisms to figuring out this list on their actual li- uh, list and post that they did. 
I assume they probably did the same thing. It's okay. This many old people see movies, this many kids see movies, and this many adults, and they, you know, Hopefully. bring bring yeah. that number. You would hope, and then bring that number yeah. down to six thousand. Yeah. Say okay, what movies you want to see the most? And again, Black Panther came out, and I think Kendall makes a great point about two uh, movies starring black heroes being number one. It is a certainly great to see, and I think it's great, obviously, to see old superhero movies represented. But I thought that was uh, something that was that was that we had to talk about as we look forward to 2022. I can't wait for 2022. I mean, you see this list of movies, and you did, you know, men, uh, Shamari mentioned, you know, Black Adam, which is not in this list. You know, I feel like we're going to see a much stronger class of superhero movies for the next year. You know, I think this year's class was okay, I would say, as a, as a crop. You know, we did that exercise. I think we did this exercise maybe earlier this year where we had us, like, go through the years of uh of superhero movies to see what were the best years of superhero movies and of course i always say nothing tops 2008 where you had dark knight and and iron man the same summer but you know this year i don't think is anywhere near the top of that list if we're going by year which years had the best superhero movies i feel like next year there's a chance it could be really high considering what we saw from the batman today what we expect to see from dr strange what i don't know what's gonna happen with Doctor with bat but black black panther um but you know, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, certainly an interesting project. So I'm excited for 2022, man. But as we talk about 2022, let's talk about this Batman trailer. So, of course, recording this on Monday, the Batman trailer was released on this Monday. They they actually titled this trailer release, The Bat and the Cat. This is a, a very much a, a Catwoman-centric story. We hear a lot more of Zoe's out. Uh, Zoe, Zoe, I almost called Zoe Zadown. Zoe Kravitz. Um and a lot of her kind of uh, her lines in this movie and her dialogue with Bruce Wayne, of course, played by Robert Pattinson. This trailer uh, is fire. And it's the only way this. I mean, it's fire. I mean, every every if there's anything about Matt Reeves and his crew over there on the Batman and the the, the Warner Warner uh, the Warner Media crew that are working on this film and its promotion, they know how to cut a trailer. I mean, this trailer, the action is great. The dialogue is great. What I liked about this trailer was we got way more plot than I expected. And it's almost becoming with these superhero movies, like it's almost becoming expected that you're just not going to know much about the plot because this this has become a, a medium where it's so anti-spoiler that you actually kind of have to withhold as much as you can because you don't want to give away too much because so many fans want to go in just not knowing anything, which was not always the case for many years. For, for a lot of years, fans... For other movies, you know, they wanted to see a lot of stuff. They didn't. It, didn't, it wasn't as big a deal if the trailer showed a lot. That's not the case anymore. So I've kind of come to expect, you know, maybe not to really know much of anything until we see the movie, and I kind of appreciate it. But with this trailer, they actually gave us a little bit more. We kind of understand some of the stuff we've been talking about in terms of this rock star Bruce Wayne, who's kind of you know aloof and kind of not really associating with society. We see at the funeral of wherever what I don't know whose funeral it was, but Clearly, the you know the young black woman that was trying to get him to to, to do some more philanthropy work and, and said he's kind of ostracized himself from the world. We see some of uh, the the beef between the Riddler and Batman and how it stems from the bat the the, the family of Bruce Wayne. It's, it's not necessarily a Batman beef, and that he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, which is a pretty big revelation in only year two of Bruce being Batman. So there's plenty of stuff that we got in terms of plot sham. What did you make of what we saw? Did you did you like what we got from this trailer? Uh, 
Um, yes. So, yeah, it so didn't sound very confident. I gotta be honest. <laughs> so, I honestly, I, I love what I got from this trailer. Okay, I've loved everything that I've gotten from this movie. Um, you know, you know of course, me and Ken were chatting about it earlier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I told him that. You know, I I don't need and, and and like you said, I'm in no spoiler territory. I don't want to know anything about this movie. Facts. Yeah, they I keep showing you. me more things, and I'm like, I don't want to know this. They're showing things about the Riddler talking to Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I guess he knows who Batman is. I'm guessing maybe he doesn't. You know, it could just be a message to Bruce, I guess. But yeah, we've seen that a lot in Batman. We've seen that. The misdirect, where it's like, but they just happen to be upset. Uh, does he know? He's going to find out. Now I'm assuming he's going to find out. But I didn't want to know that. That would have been much better if I didn't know that. I mean, I guess one could guess that, but I didn't know that. So I don't know. Okay, so I guess Riddler's going to find out. <laughs> who Batman is, and you know, the, so you know, so you know, there's some things that that I kind of wish they would withhold. But this movie looks like it's going to be crazy. I can't wait for this movie. Um, you know, and you know, of course, that the most of Matt Reeves I've seen have been the Apes movies, which have been fantastic. Also, right. I highly recommend anyone anyone that hasn't seen that to watch those. Um, but those movies got pretty dark, right. you know, as we saw. Yes, and. And Reeves knows how to navigate that that kind of storyline, and, and those kinds of interpersonal, those, those kind of really, really kind of gripping, yeah, visceral kinds of like yeah. stories. And he knows how to do that. So it seems like he's really tapping into that. And um, yeah, this is uh, I, I'm extremely excited. Um, Zoe Kravitz looks and sounds fantastic as Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah, and, she was she, she to me her and Riddler to me were the stars of this trailer. Yeah, they yeah they look fantastic. We still haven't seen much of Pattinson, which I'm glad. That's again again right. I, the, the, the less I see the better. That's I'm interesting. So that's an interesting thing, Sham, because and I'll go to Kendall here because Kendall Schmidt says he's glad we haven't seen more Pattinson. I if there was any negative takeaway from this trailer, Kendall, for me it was it does Robert still feel kind of like he's in the background of all this like he like he's wearing the batman suit but is he batman that's like the feeling i kind of had a little bit only because there's so much uh there's so much character and so much um charisma behind the performances of dano and and uh zoe kravitz just from these trailers and including uh colin farrell as well who we see a glimpse of you know we you know for batman you know we most of the time we see him kind of just brooding and just knocking clowns out which is which is very Batman, you know, to, to his credit. But, you know, there is a, 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 there is a bit of a charisma to Batman, too, that I don't think we've quite seen just yet. And it was part of my, my biggest beef with Henry Cavill's portrayal of Superman in Man of Steel. And I don't want to rehash that argument, but I think his portrayals got much better as he was allowed to show more charisma throughout the performances that followed. Um, even if I didn't, I, even if I like those movies less, <laughs> which is kind of ironic. But to me, uh, that uh, I don't know how you feel about that. Can, do you see that in, in a similar way to me, or do you disagree? That that Pattinson okay. some and somewhat feels almost muted when he's next to these large in life characters. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not doing a. They're not. They're not. They're not making a point of emphasis to. They show much of Batman's personality, mm-hmm. um, or much of Bruce Wayne's personality. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I agree that Pattinson is is the guy that is still sort of a question mark in this uh, whole uh, in this whole question in this whole problem because or in this whole movie because we know we kind of know what Riddler and Catwoman are in most iterations. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like the we've gotten different versions of Batman, and yet this one feels the most unique uh, and yeah. most different than we've gotten probably at least the the, the Bruce Wayne character that we've gotten in the in the movie sense. Um, and I mean, I think he said it last week, or someone said it last mm. week. That they're going for like a more of a Kurt Cobain Batman, or yeah, yeah, Cobain. yeah. yeah he looks he looks the least put together of any and, Bruce Wayne. And this scene. this Bruce reminds me. I think the closest Bruce that I've seen that's clo- that that this reminds me of is probably the Bruce from Batman Year One. Yeah, very, yeah. very much kind of almost in a in a haze. Right, he's like, like he's there, but he's not there. He's he's just yeah. he's just waiting for the night to come so he can be Batman. It yeah, it also kind of reminds me a little bit of. It's a different, it's much different, but it's some similarities to, to Bruce Wayne and The Dark Knight Rises, where he's kind of out of it. Uh, that's a different, they're different. I but, almost was going a little bit for Batman Begins. Interesting. But, but, but it's interesting you went to Rises. Yeah. Because um, I, think, I think of like him in like the, I, the, the brace way I was thinking was him in The League of Shadows, where he was... You know, he, it was like he wasn't Bruce Wayne. You know, it was it was like he was, you know, a, a nobody. Right, right. So like that, but but I could I could also see a little bit of, of that right. surprises considering like, how, like, how like broken you like how broken he was after after the night the events of Dark Knight. Like right. I, I totally get you on the rises part too. Yeah, like they they're going they're going with almost like the deadbeat Bruce Wayne thing where he's not he's not participating in in society as actively as uh, his parents did. You know, which I like, by the way. Um, like you said, most most Bruce mm-hmm. Waynes, there's this alter ego where one Bruce Wayne is out, mm-hmm. you know, the Playboy philanthropist, and then you know the other mm-hmm. is Batman. Now they're almost doing a thing where this is like a Bruce Wayne that isn't really engaged in society very much, but uh, yeah. but, but he's also Batman, so it's like yeah. he is engaged. He's just not. He's only engaged when he's Batman. Um, right. So it's interesting, but. Yeah, I mean, I thought that this was—I thought this was a very good trailer. I'm—I am on the opposite side of the spectrum where I am glad, at least from Shamari, where I'm glad that we got more. Um, yeah, I agree with you. You know, where I think I—you know—I—I I, I was probably the most unsure about this movie of us three, only because I—I I hadn't seen much. Uh, the stuff I had saw, I liked it for the most part, but it was still still told me nothing about the story. Um, and we saw a lot of question marks about these characters. Now I feel pretty comfortable about Riddler. Uh, seeing this trailer really, it really hit for the first time, like how different this Riddler is going to be, obviously, than Jim Carrey, and how like this is a more <laughs> yeah, traditional, yeah, fast, yeah, I, was, I think this is going to be darker, exactly. you know, Riddler. And it's like I didn't really realize that I wanted to see this. Like when they first said Riddler, oh, we already got the Riddler, and <laughs> we see him in all these different things. But now thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, I mean. If you're not doing the Jim Carrey thing, which is like like you said, campy and a long time ago, uh, I have no problem seeing another Riddler. And I, I'm not as excited about the whole Batman Catwoman thing. That's just never been my uh, my favorite Batman storyline. Yeah, yeah, you know, I lo- I'm a sucker for 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think Zoe Kravitz is doing a good job. I'm not a fan of the costume, really, but you know, it's a minor. I think, I think she. I think she needs a mask. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and, some and, but it's like yeah, she had like a cloth mask, out, but that seemed more like she was bank robbing. She, or, yeah, you know, she was just robbing. She was doing some kind of heist, so she was wearing right. some kind of yeah. I, yeah, I'm trying to yeah. a ski mask. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but she needs a mask. Like that to me is that I, I think if she has a mask, it like the issues you have with her costume go away. Because that's what I was thinking. I was like, she just needs a mask. The leather, everything I'm fine with. By the way, shout out to the people that were saying that Pattinson was out of shape. He didn't want to get in shape. Wow. Shout you out know. to them. He looked like he was in shape in that trailer. I mean, shout out as in shame on him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Jeremiah like, flat to us. <laughs> yeah, flat to us. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> calling them out. I'm calling yeah. you both out. Oh, okay. <laughs> quote, quote, quote me on this day. At All me. Right, wait, give them at uh, me on social media. Special thanks. <laughs> no, kidding, please don't. Please special don't thanks. Me. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like the Conor McGregor. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, no, he looked. I want to apologize. He was very, he was very good in those action sequences. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he he looks he looks great. He looks great. Clearly, he was in great shape. Of course, he had that one shot where he was had no shot on. He looked he was in great shape. Right. All these people talking about how he's out of shape. Right. I, I did not. Yeah. I did not. He's see obviously not. He's he's built a different way. Like he's not going to be. He's not. He's not as brolic. He was saying he was like out of shape. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Oh. Affleck was like brolic and then. You know, for more the most part, I know he has some he like, has some issues. Yeah, his, his I feel like those people the, were right. almost thinking that he, but... like he didn't bulk up, like that was their concern. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, I, 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 he looked fine to me. He looked fit. Yeah, yeah, it's not. He looked fine to me. Clearly, he that's just his. Uh, yeah, it seems to be like his build at the time. I mean, we mentioned someone like Conor McGregor, where it's like exactly. not everybody that can fight is going to be it's going to be like 250 yeah 300 pounds yeah, yeah. Six, six two, yeah you know, you know 230 and it doesn't mean that yeah you rock can't. solid muscle yeah Israel Adesanya <laughs> is 62 but he's 185 pounds right you know like he's and also Adesanya, yeah, Adesanya will choke you out and knock you <laughs> out in three seconds <laughs> there you he's go a very dangerous man yeah so yeah um, I mean I yeah again I thought this was a very good trailer uh I, I'm glad that we got more of the story. It seems to be uh, they're going with the Wayne, some sort of Wayne conspiracy angle. Yes, uh, and I like it. I love it. You know, um, especially after uh, what I saw in. Um, I'm, I'm sure they've, they've they've tackled this in the comics plenty of times. I, I think they. I know in the Court of Owls they kind of hit at yeah, some of the Wayne yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. And in uh, in Telltale, uh, they they went into that in in, right. in, in detail. Did Gotham have well. any any of that story? Yeah, not really. Right? Or did yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Gotham? Yeah. Gotham had every story. Yeah, Gotham, yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah, they I had like a million stories. <laughs> yeah, they, um, did, they did some. I think it was with the Core of Owls, I believe. Uh, that, yeah, was it, the yeah. that was the connection that they used. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I like the I like the Wayne conspiracy angle. I, I, I like that he's finding this out pretty early. I feel like, I like, you know, because we're thinking about this, we know he's supposed to, you know, Reeves is supposed to have a trilogy. We know he's building a larger world. I like... When you tell me you're you're introducing Batman in this young stage of his crime fighting career, you gotta set the table for who he becomes. So I think the you know, when we just suppose like why people like myself did not like like the Batflick portrayal by um Zack Snyder was because it felt like, you know, that was an older Batman who not didn't seem to learn from any of the things that he was supposed to have been taught. It seemed like he, he lost his way, you know. And here it seems like this is a Batman who's so early in his age, and you're sitting at the table of he doesn't think that being part of society as Bruce Wayne matters. 
which is good because when he realized that that could be an asset, it'll make sense as he gets older and more mature. Batman's whole idea has been Bruce, Bruce Wayne is a mask for Batman. When he talks to himself or whenever he's hallucinating, he calls himself Batman. He doesn't call himself Bruce. So he uses Bruce Wayne as like a weapon in his, in his, in his you know, thing to fight in crime. And this young Batman, who is just detached himself from Bruce Wayne because he's on this war against crime, he doesn't even, he, he's not in that person anymore. He's like, that none of that matters. His family, his money, none of that matters. All that matters is knocking skulls of people who are causing crime in his city. And for a young Bruce Wayne to have that mindset and have to be brought into this thing of, hey, by the way, the whole reason why you're, you're, you're dealing with this fight that's so personal with you, that does start with your family. Your family, maybe you've been doing some shady stuff that you maybe need to look into, and there's a reason why now I'm killing all these random people. And for him, it now has to, it now makes him go back to, okay, what is this family tie that I have to look into? And, and how do I move forward as Bruce Wayne with this? <coughs> I think it will probably lead to him deciding, okay, let me set the course right by doing right as Bruce Wayne and understand that it could actually be an asset, not a detriment in my war against crime. I think and, it's a very brilliant way to start his career. And, and EJ, I feel like Pattinson... Because I, 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 I definitely understand the trepidation with, with regards to Pattinson because we haven't seen much of him. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like he can make or break this movie. Well, of course, he's the main character. Of the I, movie. I agree. But because I mean, I've seen, I've just seen Pattinson sprinkled in to various roles recently, just by chance. I wasn't even looking for him. <laughs> you know, I've seen him right. sprinkled into these various different things that I've seen him in, just random movies. That come out on Netflix or wherever, and then of course I saw him in a you know what you call it a uh, the one with with uh, Washington, um the oh, the, uh, the, no- the yeah oh, ten- yeah. Of course I saw him in Tenet. Oh, wait, wait, where are we going with? The, the, uh, <laughs> of course I saw him. I saw him in Tenet, and he was good in that as well. He's been good in really everything, honestly. Yeah. That I've seen him is particularly lately. Um, some in very small roles, but roles where I'm like, yeah, Pattinson is killing. Yeah he, yeah, he can act his ass off. Let's be hundred. Let's keep act. this hundred. So, yeah. so I'm kind of like, you know, maybe they're hiding the best, the best, saving the best for last kind of thing here. Where right. I'm like, he he can really make this movie go from probably being very good to really being a great movie. And perhaps for them, we talk about, you know, we gotta hide the plot. We gotta hide the plot. For them, it's like, nah, we can tell you a little bit of the plot. Let's hide how dope right. Pattinson is in this role. Yes, you know. And that could be their the thing that they're keeping to the, to the vest, and and I can respect that. That's that is what they they're trying to do. But no, I thought this trailer was was dope. Again, I mean the cinematography is again just completely top notch. Uh, as I told Kendall, I I am a sucker for Batman and Catwoman stories, and I really like the chemistry that's building between Bruce and Selina in these uh, in these shots and this footage that we see. I think that. It will all come together better when Selena Kyle is Catwoman, not just Selena Kyle, you know, which is something that Matt Reese continues to remind us of. You know, we're ready to say Catwoman, Catwoman, Catwoman. Remember, this isn't technically Catwoman. This is just Selena Kyle. Uh, we see the affinity of the cats. You know, we see, you know, she refers to herself herself as Cat, but we haven't gotten to that full Catwoman just yet. I think once we get there, I think her look and everything will come together full circle, but. Yeah, shout out again, shout out to Matt Reed, shout out to everybody 
working on that film. Uh, it's you know, I regardless of this list that came out, it is still my most anticipated film because this is the beginning of something that's supposed to be epic. You know, DC. And that's also, I guess, why I, I felt like DC had to be a little bit disappointed seeing Batman only at three because I mean they're putting multiple HBO Max shows. It's the only you know singular franchise that has a franchise within itself of TV shows that they've already signed on to before anybody uh, other anybody from the public has seen the movie yet. You know, I'm sure people within Warner Media have seen it, and maybe it's a good sign that they feel so confident about this. But still, plenty left to go. Well, we're only now. It's crazy. Once you get to the winter months, you know, the next year kind of comes by really fast. So it felt like Bat- the Batman was a long time from now. But now we're really, you know, just months away at this point. You know, so uh, I know you guys will be looking out for that film. We know we'll be looking out for that film. March 4th, the release date for the Batman. Make sure you guys get your tickets early, man. Because I think as we get closer and closer um, and people start to remember that this movie is happening, that we're going to see uh, plenty of, of appeal and plenty of major box office numbers for this film, uh, The Batman. Let's move on now. Let's talk about this interesting scoop coming from Charles Murphy. Of course, Murphy of, uh, of Murphy's Universe, I believe, is uh, his, his website. Of course, he's been a long time. Multiverse. Multiverse. There you go. My, my, my bad, Charles Murphy. <laughs> Multi, uh, Murphy's Multiverse. Been a long time. Uh, scooper. Shut up. He's been in the game for a minute, and he's been uh, tweeting plenty today about this apparent pursuit that's happening with Marvel in trying to find an actor to play Ghost Rider. So, so we had, of course, the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movies. I have actually never seen those movies for what it's <laughs> for what it's worth. I should probably watch it at some point. Um, I've never seen those movies. Those movies happened. I've heard mixed things about them. I've heard the first one better than the second. Uh, but those yeah, I like I'd never, I've never even seen the second yeah. one, so I, I wouldn't even. <laughs> and then it. we had in Agents of Shield the Gabriel Luna Ghost Rider, which was very well received. Yeah, that was. We that can was... all we can all attest to that. That was just yeah. hard. I mean, just an excellent, yeah. excellent portrayal of Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider. The word has been that Kevin Feige has been very interested in in having a a a, a Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider in his universe. And this may be where this pursuit is happening. Now, again, the rumor has been that uh, the actor from The Walking Dead, Norman Reedus, may be the person they're leaning in on or, or zeroing in on is to get this role. And one of the reasons people are, are surmising that is because he apparently was liking a bunch of Ghost Rider <laughs> content on Twitter and on social media. So they're like, why is this random person liking all these Ghost Rider tweets? Maybe he's the guy they're going to make as Ghost Rider. So, Kendall, what do you think of Marvel's pursuit for a Ghost Rider that appears to be ongoing and maybe complete very soon, according to what we're hearing? Yeah, I mean, Ghost Rider is one of those characters um, that Marvel's recently acquired that is certainly, um, Certainly an interesting one. Certainly one that is going to be sort of a, you know, when we're talking about transitioning to the next phases of the MCU, and we're talking about how do we keep the MCU fresh um, and start introducing some of these new heroes. Ghost Rider is one of the main ones, one of the primary ones where they didn't really get it right the first time. Some people like Nicolas Cage. Uh, so yeah. you want to see him back as, you know, as Ghost Rider. But um, 
but he can certainly be improved upon and the, the character could have been improved upon the stories could have been improved upon and um i'll be honest i mean i think the the idea of norman reedus playing ghost rider is about as much of a slam dunk as i think myershala ali is as blade um i don't think that there's there are other actors that could do ghost rider uh, absolutely, there's other plenty of actors that can play Johnny Blaze, but I don't know if there's that. I don't think there's many better actor to role, uh, you know, comparisons in the MCU in in superhero movies that I can think of. The Norman Reedus and, and Ghost Rider, um, obviously coming from The Walking Dead, it's a similar similar genre. Yeah, uh, he's he, he's 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 very uh, what's the word? Very familiar with this with this uh, with this fandom yeah. fandom. Yeah, this medium what comes with this, and that's important as we talked about a bunch. Yeah, of um, <coughs> you know he, he's he's also starred in the the game Death Stranding, uh, which was a big release in in what was that 2020? 2020? Yeah, the game came out twenty uh, Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, I think that was twenty nineteen. Yeah, that yeah. was before all this, all this yeah. craziness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he also starred in Death Stranding. Uh, so again, you know, another similar, similar medium. Yeah, um, and that, I game, love, that I game, think... that game, that game was directed by Hideo Kojima. Kojima put out the yes. of course. Uh, they created Metal Gear Solid, so major shout mm-hmm. out to Hideo. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, Kojima. He's got another one coming out. We don't, I don't know, I'm going to say it's coming out soon, but he's got to know he's going to announce soon, it seems. <coughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Reedus would be perfect as Ghost Rider. Um, again, I don't think there's many other people that you could ask for. Um, could Keanu Reeves play Ghost Rider? Absolutely. You know, yeah, could he do the, it? That's the fan casting. That we Absolutely. Um, but, and that's the other thing, too, is like, if we're also talking about, <laughs> it's like a draft where it's like you have a salary cap. It's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, could we get uh, Keanu Reeves? I don't know, but we—I know I can get Norman Reeves. Yeah, and if I know I can get Norman Reeves to play Ghost Rider, then why are we why are we going crazy about these other people? You and know? also, there's a part of that too, Kendall, where it's you know what role does this character serve in Feige's plan, and how right. much? So when it comes to spending money, I'm sure right. look, Norman Reedus has had a great career. I'm not saying right. he's cheap by any means. We all know he's not, not clearly to be Tony Stark, right? Exactly. So not, if if, yeah. if if he is he going to be a part of a team? Is he going to be just a, a character in someone else's franchise? No. Okay. If he's doing a, a Disney Plus series or a movie, maybe that's centered on that character. Maybe okay. Maybe you do want to spend a little more. But again, we don't know what other plans Faye has and who other people he may have in the fold. And that's of course assuming that Norman Reedus is indeed going to be. In uh, the Ghost Rider, you know, we don't we don't right. 100% know yet, but but yeah, so when we talk about oh, get Keanu Reeves, it's like, well, you know, you know, that's like, you know, you know what if Ghost Rider is the equivalent to, um, you know, the you know, the the the, the, the left guard for Kevin Feige's Marvel team, you know, do you want to spend you know, a hundred million dollars on the left guard? Like, maybe you want <laughs> maybe that's someone you can yeah. get someone a little more, someone who's serviceable, who's excellent, and maybe you don't have to spend that much money. And maybe you spend that money on somewhere else when you're trying to get Reeves. Keanu Reeves, obviously, I would think, I think Keanu Reeves has a lot more versatility uh, in terms of the kind of roles, not to typecast Norman Reedus, but 
Keanu Reeves can play a lot of people in the MCU and do a great job. Well, he doesn't have to play. You know, again, people have talked about him playing Silver Surfer. You know, like uh, Norman Reedus, I don't know how many, there are other roles he could play, but I don't know if there are any he would be nearly as effective in as Ghost Rider. But I, I don't know about you, Mark. Sam, have you uh, have you uh, watched the? Uh, Walking Dead. You watch Walking. You watch Walking Dead, right? Yeah, I watched like what eight, nine seasons. I watched a lot oh, of yeah. seasons. So, yeah, Walking. so you're so you're you're uh, you know Norman's work very well. If he is the guy, well, what do you make of that casting? I mean, that would be. I was t- Kendall told me about this earlier. I was like, oh my, how did I not think of that? <laughs> um, I mean, that's. I mean, that's the perfect casting. I, I mean, Keanu Reeves is great. I love Keanu Reeves, as everybody knows. But I mean, this. He, I mean, Norman Reedus is Ghost Rider. Right. You know, I mean, we think he's kind of already played. He already, he already is Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's, yeah. An, it's almost it, like like Kendall said. It's like Marshall Ali. It's like if if you want someone that that basically is Ghost Rider, <laughs> and that everyone would believe is Ghost Rider <laughs> right. before he and people, before we well, even see a, a we don't have to arc. see a trailer. I don't have to see a poster. <laughs> I don't have to see anything. I'd be like, all right, well, you, I'm see, going you see a picture of this guy, and you're like, yeah, that's Johnny Blaze. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ghost Rider, that's Johnny Blaze. I can see it. You yeah. know, what I mean, come on now. So you know, this is one of those things where it's like. You know, he doesn't really. I don't even know if he really even has to start a fan campaign. If they just announce, oh, Norman Reedus Ghost Rider, boom, everybody's invested. Everyone wants to see it. Um, and we already know he can play Ghost Rider because he's. I feel like he's been playing Ghost Rider kind of. Right. right. So yeah, I, this is just this is a perfect casting. Um, and they really should pull the trigger. I'm not saying there aren't other people that can do it. If anyone, and it's not this. I don't think has gotten quite to the level where if they cast somebody else, people would be mad or anything like that, or would not accept it. But um, I think it could potentially gain that kind of steam. So, I you know I think I think if this is something they're considering, they should heavily consider it, and they should look at what look at the <laughs> the reaction online and say, oh yeah, a lot of people seem to like this. Um, you know, and the actor seems to be potentially interested, you know, maybe we should, we should give him a call, you know, maybe we should, you know, get our best, you know, artists to draw up some, some concept art. Norman Reedus literally, he literally starred in a travel series on AMC called Ride with Norman Reedus. He rides around in a motorcycle across America. I mean, yeah. Oh, what are we, what are we talking about here? Yeah. anybody that could have an issue with issue with and, this and imagine Norm Reedus walking out on a on a on a Comic Con stage announcing that he's Ghost Rider. Do you know? He's, you know yeah, the, he's been on plenty the, of those stages. Before. He's been yes, on those yes. stages. The eruption, the eruption on that stage, it will be deafening. Yeah. So I don't know. Now, I mean, to me, it seems like it seems like two plus two equals four. But you know, maybe they. Uh, yeah. We'll I mean, I. It's funny because like. This is why, and again, we again, we don't know if this is going to this is a done deal or if this is all speculation. But um, if it is a done deal, and like Shamari said, how come we haven't thought of this? I mean, this is why Kevin Feige and the the Marvel, you know, the Marvel scouts and the Marvel casting department. It's why they they get paid the money they get paid. You know, I mean, Norman Reedus. It's a big name, but he's not like the first person everyone thinks about. It. How can we get Norman Reedus into the MCU? Right. No one's really thinking about it like that. But they've got people watching. I mean, they may have he may have picked you know Norman Reedus out as his you know number one person for uh, for for Ghost Rider a while ago. You know, it makes it makes plenty of sense. But 
Yeah, I mean, look, we'll, we'll see. I'm not a huge fan of the of the 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 fan castings. Um, you know, I tend to think that there are a lot of people that could play these roles. I, I never think that it's just one person. Right. Um, but this is one of those where I'm like, man, be pretty, be pretty tough to sell me. So, particularly because again, Norman Reedus isn't like some A list. You know, there's no way that you're gonna be able to get Norman Reedus. Right. You know, to play yeah. Ghost Rider. Like, you can get him if you really wanted him. So, I tend to think that this is one that makes plenty of sense. Um, so I don't know what they're going to end up doing, but I would, if this is one of the fan casting that I tend to believe has a pretty good shot of happening. Yeah, I think it does too. And I think that, you know, you almost wonder, you know, when it comes to why there's that, uh, <laughs> why there's, there's the, him liking the tweets and things like that, you know, could he have come into it trying to get some momentum in his way as he went into negotiation, you know, you know, people, you see him liking tweets, they start to connect the dots now. It puts Marvel in a position where, you know, it's going to be hard for them to lowball him in any way. They got to give him a good offer because people like us are coming on their podcast and on their platform to say, hey, man, if they get Norman Reedus to get this role, it's hard to say that that would be a poor move on their part. You know, that, that's, that's, uh, that would be a tough thing for Marvel perhaps to do. Of course, they're Marvel, you know, they're an institution. Maybe they could survive anything, but. You kind of wonder when you see things like that happen and there's no announcement and, uh, you know, Murphy's reporting was that, you know, he, they didn't have a guy is that they, they were closing in on somebody. They were in the door talking to somebody. And all of a sudden, Norman Reedus is liking all these Ghost Rider tweets. You know, was was like, was Murphy a step behind or was he on the right track? And then this was uh, the beginning of the negotiation that started. But if they go with Norman Reedus, I think it's great. I think if it's somebody else, I'm sure I have a lot of confidence in Marvel when it comes to casting. And... Uh, what I like about the Reedus rumor is clearly it tells me that they're going in the right direction you would expect for Ghost Rider. You know, some of the issues we've had with Marvel in the past is is Marvel wanting to put their own spin on mm-hmm. a character that's really very simple. We just want them to do just the right thing. <laughs> and and then the Marvel and DC, both of them have had DC's had bigger issues with it. Marvel's had their their share as well. And when you tell me, oh, we're you know Norman Reedus wants we're thinking about, it's okay. You guys are fine. You guys know what we want for Ghost Rider. You guys aren't going. Go too much off the reservation for this one, so we uh so so that's good to see. Let's uh, wrap the show talking about Spider Man No Way Home. So of course, if you guys have not already, you guys check out our last Hero Talk podcast. That was our Spider Man No Way Home spoilers review. It's our full breakdown discussion. It's a two and a half hour discussion of the movie. So if you really like that movie, you're gonna really love that conversation. Um, so so make sure you check that guys out. Of course, we're not gonna try to spoil anything in this conversation. As we talk about the success Spider-Man No Way Home has had in the box office, but we do want to kind of cap off our conversation about Spider-Man to end this show, talking about its uh, its, its its massive haul. We're talking about crossing one point, what, excuse me, one billion dollars worldwide as of this week. This movie's been out only for about two weeks, but it's already crossed a billion dollars. And you know, sometimes it takes movies a month and multiple months sometimes to, to get to that number. I mean, Spider-Man doing this at a time with the pandemic is in one of its worst states, especially recently, you know, but even throughout this whole pandemic shows you the, the strength of this uh, marketing campaign. Shout out to Sony, of course, shout out to Marvel and it's the strength of just the word of mouth. I mean, this is one of the things where I talked about earlier, how social media isn't a good, sometimes might not be the best gauge for what the people think and feel about something. 
Social media was a great, and the internet was a great gauge for how people felt about No Way Home. Because despite the fact that we, there was no promotion about Maguire, no promotion about Garfield, just the word of mouth and people talking about it, that these guys may show up alone, clearly helped get this massive, massive number at the box office. Sham, any uh, any just last thoughts on, on, on Spider-Man and its impact now that we see how this movie is done? In terms of a, of a commercial status, um, I mean, this movie is just—I mean, it's really, honestly, just amazing that yeah. it was able to be quite so successful, um, considering, of course, the pandemic that we're living through uh, right now. So, you know, I think it just—it just—it just reflects the popularity of the Spider-Man character, reflects the popularity of. of of the actors that have played Spider-Man and the and the creators um, of not only uh, this movie but uh, the prior Spider-Man movies, um, and of course, uh, you know, um, the creator of Spider-Man, uh, the Ditko, right? Was it Ditko? Steve Ditko. Yeah, yeah, Steve Ditko, and of course, his creation of the character yeah. in general and how popular the character is now as a result of that um yeah i mean spider-man is a global a global icon um so um and again it's it's a quality it's quality filmmaking marvel makes very high quality films and spider-man is is certainly one of their flagship characters and i would expect this to exacerbate the uh the uh underlying tension between marvel studios and sony with regards to I mean, who, I mean, we say that, but the last the last movie did really well too, and <laughs> they were ready to, uh, and they were ready to separate. So I mean, I hope you're right. You you would think I agree, but I, I mean, again, last time Spider Man did great, uh, the second movie, and they were like, uh, "Nah, we're done with this," and the fans went crazy and wanted to me. And shout out, and also you know, shout out to the fans, honestly. The fans who made their voices heard and was like, "We will not, we will will not accept a status quo that's Spider-Man not involved with the MCU because you guys are fighting over money." Whether it be to people that were siding with Marvel or siding with Sony, everybody who voiced their voice voiced their opinion on that made this union come back together. So shout out to everybody. There is no sides with this. Everybody won. Everybody won with this. So there's a good feel for everybody at this point in time. Kendall. Yeah, I mean, you know, very good, uh, very good number uh, for Spider-Man, um, you know, a billion dollars. I mean, it, it outdid the uh, rest of the Marvel uh, movies, entire runs in, in the opening weekend. Um, it's crazy. So it just shows you. Uh, and I would I would it, it's, it, I guess it's hard to compare. We've been in this pandemic this whole time time but it may be the worst time for the pandemic for a movie out you know i mean yeah, yeah in terms of pretty much of, of Omicron, like maybe 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 like since like tenant maybe <laughs> yeah tenet, the tenant era was pretty yeah. bad but like besides that yeah particularly for like yeah just particularly for uh for like the marvel movies that have come out oh right yeah definitely yeah you know uh so it's it, it's wasn't a good time i was and, and black photo obviously has an asterisk because it was because of uh, premiere access release right. but yeah i mean yeah i think that this was this was definitely a good time for marvel uh to me 
what what's interesting is that both the Matrix and the Kingsman did not do very well in the box office. Now, Matrix had an HBO Max release, as all Warner Media releases this year had, so take that with a bit of a grain of salt. Kingsman was a third of a trilogy, uh, also different, but it, it underperformed by quite a bit the first two movies. Um, and it makes you wonder if we're in an era now where, or in a land, we're in a movie landscape where if you're not this giant event movie, if you're not this blockbuster like Spider-Man, can you make that money? Um, is that money there? Or do you have to be creative about how you release these movies? And at what, at, like, at what point do we decipher which of these superhero movies fall under that category? I mean, Venom did pretty well for itself. Um, that's not it wasn't that's not Spider Man. Um, it wasn't MCU or a DC movie, but yeah. you know. I, I mean, you know, it would something like the Suicide Squad have done as good, you know, in a normal, you know, it, it, it without the, assuming you take out the HBO Max thing and you're just making a full-fledged release, would that have done as well? Uh, as, or would that have ended up like Matrix, you know? Or are those movies just the product of being in the Spider-Man shadow, where everybody just went to go see Spider-Man the last two weeks? So th- those are, those are questions that uh you know movie execs are having right now as we speak and it's it's an interesting it's an interesting time for speaking these of, speaking of movie execs i got to reference and a, a lot of people were giving av club heat for this but i think they were they were also trying to laugh with us not at not who's av club no, the, the AV Club, the, the the website, the the pop culture website, they, a lot of them people, they were kind of, you know, we were laughing at them. I think they wanted them to laugh with them, not at them. But they posted a tweet that said, box office experts try to solve the mystery of why Spider-Man No Way Home made so much money. <laughs> Which led a lot of people to be like, box office experts have no idea that Sp- the character Spider-Man is very popular. Right, <laughs> and it's but the reason why I say that you know I, I felt bad for AV AV Club because when you actually read the article, it is very much like, yeah, these people don't understand that Spider Man is very popular because he's Spider Man, because like they took a they took quotes from other articles where people were like, yeah, it's just really astonishing just how well it's done. <laughs> so apparently, uh, David right. David Gross, owner of film a film consulting firm, uh, franchise entertainment research, told Variety, quote. The most big, most big series uh, struggle to maintain their success this late in their run, but twenty years in, Spider-Man is exploding. That's a bit of a surprise. Uh, oh, excuse me. Oh, that was it. Uh, and that was the article. But like, you know, like they can't, they can't wrap their head around this thing. But it's just funny because again, we we've seen these same experts say that you know superhero fatigue is gonna, it was hurting the box office and. It's so weird because then you got superhero fatigue, but then you got other people saying there's nothing but superhero movies out, which is not true. But you'll hear, oh, nothing, nobody, everybody's only doing super movie, superhero movies. I'm like, wait a minute, I thought you said people were fatigued. Which one is it? Because every time I look at the top of the box office, the superhero movies do the best. But then you're saying that people are tired of it. And you're also saying nobody, there's no other movies out. It doesn't, none of, like, they, you can't get the story straight for what the issue is with superhero movies. 
um, you know, it's really it, it it's like living in a world where the the nerds have won. It really truly is a revenge of the nerds situation, and um, it's great for superhero movies. I'm really happy for Spider Man fans across the world, and you know, it's a worldwide, extremely popular character and a popular canon. And I'm happy that they, for the most part, it sounds like a lot of them got a movie they could be very happy with. I know I was very happy with that. I know we were happy with it as a group, and. From Marvel's standpoint, it's going to be now interesting to see how they take that momentum into, you know, this next Doctor Strange movie and, and how much they try to ratchet up that momentum as quick as they can, you know, because I think that, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of people talking about it a lot more um, over, I think, the past week. But again, it was like we didn't know anything. We didn't see anything. So it was hard to really say kind of what to expect. But but now... um that's kind of where our attention turns as we head into 2022. That's going to do it for this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Again, hope you guys enjoyed listening as much as we got. We enjoyed bringing you our analysis and commentary this entire 2021. We know it's been a year that's been difficult, a year that's dealt with a lot of pain, of course, because of the pandemic. I hope to all our listeners, you guys remain safe. I hope you guys were able to get a little bit of a reprieve from the 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 pains of the dark world by listening to this podcast and having us 99% of the time joke around. Maybe 1% of the time I'm yelling at <laughs> these guys. I'm the only one who yells, but uh hope you guys, man, had, had a blast with us this year on hero talk. Cause we had a blast doing this show. Of course, if you want to listen to any of our podcasts from this entire year, or even pre to 2021, you can go to the new generation podcast network, that's where you'll search. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us out on social, or should be on YouTube first, New Generation Media, where you'll find our YouTube videos. Of course, if you're a fan of the Hawkeye series, you know we haven't talked much about Hawkeye on the show, and there's been obviously some big developments with that show as it just concluded. Make sure you go to our YouTube channel, check out our weekly recaps. We recap Hawkeye every single week, and we've done that for all the Disney Plus shows so far, except for What If. So... Head over to the YouTube channel to catch out the check out the Hawkeye content and all the other superhero and sports content we have on there. Be sure to check us out on social media as well. You can find us on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. And find us individually on social media as well. You can find Shamari on Snapchat and Instagram, MCSham22. Kendall can be found on Twitter, New Gen Ken. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again for checking out checking us out. If you celebrate, hope you had a Merry Christmas. For those who celebrated Hanukkah last month, hope you had a Happy Hanukkah. For those who celebrate Kwanzaa, hope you had a Happy Kwanzaa. And I hope everybody has a Happy New Year. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.